Hey, this is Coach Keita Bussey with 180 Firearms Training Podcast. Today we have Grant Chancellor Madison from South Africa. We've got Mike Seifert from New Jersey. And Mike, something you want to say? Yeah, I know. Uh, just want to say if you guys are in the market for a PCC, uh, check out DaVinci Machining. They're DG9, it's the most reliable PCC on the market. Uh, yeah, uh, DaVinciMachining.com. Thank you. All right, and our guest today is Robert. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Robert Schweiniger. I'm from Slovenia. I shoot mostly pistol. This year I shot nationals and PCC also because it's a rising division, but mostly I shoot uh, handgun for, let's say, eight, nine years now. Um, national champion for, let's say, five, six years in a row. European champion from Looking forward to that. I actually just got one of those shooters global timers at uh, nationals. So I'm looking forward to getting mine in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. What about which, what, which part? About the uh, timer. Global timer. It's a advanced timer, which uh, allows you to dry fire very, the it's extremely good timer. So I I use it now for, let's say six months and it's really good. Uh, it allows you to set up the dry fire session like 10 times in a row. Uh, you, you decide how long your, your um, row will be, how long your uh, time uh, pro, pro, to, to set up for next session and so on. Right. So you don't, you don't have to hit the reset button and hit start again. You, no, you just, no, you just no, literally hit the start the button start. and it'll beep you and then you do your draw and then you you know you set like i need two seconds to put my gun back in the holster and then it'll just start again so like you never have to touch your timer Kinda that's cool. cool that's such a distraction yeah. and it makes your dry fire much more right. now you can just focus on you can just focus on doing your thing so it's very cool yeah and they are also developing the practice score app uh, communication and uh, also they have their own building stages inside of it and many many features uh it will be soon in market that they are de delaying because of the chips everywhere because of the COVID. There, there are no chips in that, in, also in car industry and everywhere. So, yeah, they, they, will, they will be soon on the market. Yeah. So, how can people find your shop? Just uh, right in, in the Google, uh, everything is spare parts. We are the biggest in Europe for spare parts for sure. Uh, maybe maybe Ipsic store uh, Emantec is also there, but uh, they are most of it uh, producing. We are importer for uh, let's say a bunch of stuff from US, and we are for sure the the, the biggest one for CZ parts. Um, and uh, just uh, SR shop Google, and you'll find find us. We have more than six thousand different things in, in our shop. What is your uh, website? We can put the link. We can put the uh, link in the description, also. Yeah. So, yeah. Caesar-shop.com. What was that? Caesar-shop.com. Okay. Yeah, just send that to me, and I'll put it in the description so people can it's click easy. on it. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, I started in 2017. I was car sailor. I sold car before 15 years. I have a. Uh, I own a company with uh, used cars. And uh, I get bored from this business. So I was in, in shooting and this was my passion and I wanted to do uh, something in, in this way. There was a lot of opportunity because there was only only maybe two shops, uh, Double Alpha and uh, Ipsy Store was there uh, by, the, by the time uh, selling online. So we started that and grow, let's say, 
from uh, in five years we are now eight people in, in company and uh, let's say one of the biggest in Europe also in five years four years so you spend a lot of time in the U.S. Can you tell us a comparison, what it's like shooting in Slovenia or Europe versus shooting in the U.S.? What's the difference for you? Uh, the difference is huge. Uh, n- not in Slovenia versus U.S., but in uh, USPCA versus IPSI. Yes. It's, uh, it's huge because uh, I was shooting this year my first, uh, uh, my first nationals in USPCA. I, get, I go there uh, in uh, Talladega in uh, May, first time, and uh, uh, second time I was uh, in October for, for the high cap nationals. For, uh, first was the uh, low cap nationals. It was strange for me because uh, it, we shot uh, like single stack, it's called classic, and we mm-hmm. shot classic in, with 9mm. So 10 rounds, 9mm, you still have to reload in every step, but it's, it's different. Um, there I had to shoot 40 cal or 45 and eight rounds, and it was like, oh, I have to. Sorry for that word. Uh, I have to change my mind a lot, and the, the recall and everything was different. Uh, so, so it was it was quite adventure. And yeah, but yeah. but what did you what did you think about the stages, uh, one versus the other? Well, not really the stages. I mean, they are pretty much the same, but like. Uh, the difference in the rules, like, did you find that it was more fun shooting USPSA because you were able to do more stuff? You had more creativity or? Yeah, it's fun shooting uh, USPSA. I like it because uh, it's more fast for sure. Uh, you want to speed and then you get points down and so on. But uh, in USPSA, it's, you have to run, shoot. There is not, not, not much uh, shooting in the move because uh, you lose points. The points are more valuable than, than in USPCA because the hit factors are, are much higher. Uh, but uh, I like the idea uh, running pro- out of port line and things like that, but we are not used to it. I got I got uh, in high cap national, I got procedure because I was I was shooting before I, I came into the back into the oh, no. it was <laughs> it was it's very strange. Yeah, it was strange, but I still managed to to to, to, uh, to get seventh place uh, <clears throat> in the nationals, ninety six percent. I I managed, so I'm pretty happy. But I will be better next year. Impressive. So when did you start shooting IPSC? IPSC? How long ago? I started shooting uh, eight nine years ago, two thousand twelve. Okay. Were you at, were you in Hungary when I was there? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was third in class. I thought I saw you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody saw you there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you were uh, green dress, if I remember right. It was black. Oh, well, but it was sorry. funny because on the range, like it was so cold and rainy and we all looked like mud monsters because uh, with every step you would collect more and more mud. The mud was all the way up to the toilet seat in the outhouses. It was um, really, really bad. And sure I looked mud? like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> like I was bundled sure up with my mud? hood. Like all you could see was my little glasses and that was it. And I'm carrying gravel to the bays because it was so muddy. Everyone was falling down. So I would, because I wasn't shooting, I was just coaching. I asked if I could spread gravel on the stage and they said, yes. Another thing they were doing that was interesting is they didn't have enough paint to paint the steel between every shooter. So they would only do it after the whole squad shot. And then it would fall in the mud, turn brown. So you're trying to shoot this tiny little square plate that's the same color as the background. And I was like, I volunteer as tribute. I will go paint the steel. Nice. But, yeah, no, those, those then, are the worst matches I've ever shot were in mud, you know? I mean, like, you know, if there's gravel on the range, it's usually not bad, even if it's pouring. I mean, yeah, it's going to be puddles, but it's usually not muddy. But yeah, like on the, on the ranges that are just kind of like grass that after a weekend of people running around the same courses and all the grass is gone, now it just turns to straight mud. Uh, I, I feel bad the for the MDs that, you know. The yeah, consistency of this mud was totally different, where it would cake on and it was very heavy. And you could hardly even lift your feet because they were so heavy with so much mud. It was insane. They were, they were you know, the, the, the rubber boots? Uh, yeah. They were out of it in every store near the range. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have none 
to sell. Uh, and if, if you want to run too fast, you lose your shoe. Yeah. It was like that. It just uh, sucks it right off your feet. Don't and then lose your had... magazine. Oh, yeah, that was bad too. So they had these volunteers there to paste the targets and do all the resetting because they don't want people at this level of match and IPSC touching their own targets. So instead, they hired these volunteers who didn't know anything about shooting. And it was raining and pouring the entire time. Eventually, we got bags. But at first, it was like all the targets were just bowing down. And you're trying to still shoot them. And then they have a partial, and it, like, bows down over the partial. Or partial. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like like a no-shoot underneath. uh, uh, Right. And it just kind of, so now the only thing exposes the no-shoot. Exactly. (laughs) So eventually, they got plastic bags to put over these. But then the pasters and resetters didn't know what to do. So they put the stickers on top of the plastic bag. Hey, you know, you can't knock the volunteers though. You know, I mean, they're there putting their time and they're not getting paid for it either. So I was laughing so hard when I saw it. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, but yeah. usually we don't have pasters in uh, level three or level four or level five. Usually the organizers have to pay for patches. So yeah, usually in Europe or in uh, level three, level four matches, should be pacers, not the shooters. I know in US you are used to it. My first uh, work shoot was in, in, in uh, 2014 in Florida, uh, and I had to face, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bleep some stuff out on this show. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. And yeah. it was level five, and, uh, and uh, I, 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 we were not used to it because uh, level, even level three matches uh, were there so yeah you have to it's it definitely adds something to it right i mean you're not just sitting there all day waiting to shoot and then you know you have to you have to yeah. get up you have to you can load your bags uh, and then you get up and you start working something so especially at one of those matches there's nobody that can run the timer or do the tablet in your squad like you're all just resetting so like yeah you get that's why i bought a paster gun you know <laughs> because like i just i hate i hate doing it also but uh you know area six last year was the first match that i've seen that we didn't have to touch targets except for, and then maybe area seven, two years ago because of COVID, but I don't think that's the regular there, but area six, for some reason, they seem to get a lot of volunteers or people that come out. And I think it's very nice when we don't have to pace, but yeah, no, definitely not the norm around here. I mean, that is, that's like a special occasion for us. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, didn't we paste in Aruba? Yeah. No, didn't we? No, we, we didn't, didn't have to paste. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They had volunteers. Remember Pixie case. was there yeah. running around pacing right. targets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel it's nice when people come to volunteer and like, I appreciate their time, but to me, I'm just so used to pacing that I just, you know, it is what it is. And it's just kind of something that you get used to doing when you go to majors. So, um, but yeah, I guess IPSC, that is, that is one nice feature. So. So Robert, do you reload your own ammo or do you have an ammo yeah. sponsor? No, I reload it. Um, uh, it's difficult to not to reload because uh, the ammo is uh, difficult to get or, or uh, good ammo is difficult to get, but I usually reload and when I travel somewhere to the match, I bring my own ammo. If what, do you re- what do you load on? What kind of machine? Uh, I have Mark 7. Okay, nice. Evolution 1. Nice. So, and right. build on uh, 1050. Nice. 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 So, that's cool. So what do you do? You, you load all your main ammo on your Mark 7 and then, because that's auto, right? And then you uh, rock on the 1050 for all your other No, stuff. 1050. No, the 1050 is attached. And Mark 7 for 9. Oh, got oh, okay. it. Got it. Understand. Understand. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, shoot, right. I shoot two divisions. Uh, locally, I shoot only, only standard division. This year, I shot uh, all the matches almost uh, in, in 9mm in standard. So uh, limited. But with minor, uh, it was fun. It was fun to see the difference between uh, minor and major. And uh, if I shot, sucks. you know, uh, it sucks. It sucks. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> you gotta shoot. You gotta shoot. You gotta shoot. You gotta shoot just as fast, if not faster, and be more accurate. And that's that. So, like, that's why on our last podcast we were talking about that. Like, I don't know if you, you know, when you're trying to focus on a match, like, you don't necessarily want to even be looking at the the major guy's score if you're shooting minor, because it is so different. You know, and it kind of can get in your head when you have a better time and you even have like two more alphas in them and you still lose. And it's like, wow, that kind of that, that hurts a little bit. But so, yeah, I mean, minor, you got to be going fast and shooting a lot of alphas. So, yeah, you have to go fast. But uh, if you are accurate now, the, in these times, we are used to uh, shoot alphas. 
you have to shoot 90% alpha if you want to win. If you want to win the match, you have to go for 90% alpha. And then us cowboys from the U.S. come out there and just kind of spray and hose. <laughs> You're no, much more it, precise in Europe. This year, this year, uh, Nils shot minor uh, in uh, limited, and he was second for a few points. So it, it's not it's not a recipe. If you don't shoot a major, you will win. You will lose. Well, I think so, in IPSC, right. that's where the tech, you know, the more technical, the, mm-hmm. the technical of it is, uh, that's where that comes into play. And in U- in USPSA, it's more, it sets up more for speed. And, you know, it, I, I don't know, I've seen people win matches at 87, 88%. You know, that's, so I, you don't necessarily need to be in the 90s if you're going fast enough, but I think that's what lends into the IPSC versus USPSA. So I could see where, you know, your points are more important, like you were saying at the beginning. Yeah. Well, Robert, if you if you're gonna you're gonna go to a match, or do you like look at the matchbook and decide, okay, I'll shoot major or minor, or do you decide I want to really win this and I'll shoot yeah. this particular caliber? How I know do you, a few people that gauge? That. What are you gonna do that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Usually, I shoot. Uh, uh, this, this year, I shot only minor, except the the U.S. Nationals in high cap because everybody was telling me. Listen, if you go there with minor, you are burnt. So I shot uh, USPCA uh, in major. Other matches I shot with minor. Well, do you – I so I don't know if this is what you were asking, Grant, but, like, do you change your division based on the matchbook or anything like that? No. Like, no, so you only shoot your one division. Because I know people that do that that are like, oh, well, this looks like it sets up better for open, so I'll shoot open. Or this looks like it sets up better for PCC, I'll shoot PCC. And they kind of change their mind right before the match. Um Maybe maybe I change I change if I see there is not yeah uh, for example in classic if it's not uh, like uh, many people uh, registered I should I should standard so I should limit uh, if there is a lot of uh, good shooters in the classic I say in classic because classic is my most beloved uh, let's say division. So you go to a match and you say, okay, what squad is Lubisha on and what is he shooting? I'll shoot that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't remember I shot with him in a squad, maybe once or twice. But we are good friends. He's a good dude. Good shooter. Yeah. So we have a sponsor in common, or you're at least working with him. Brian Conley from Hunter's HD Gold. Correct. Want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I know Brian from back three years, and it was interesting. Before before everybody in US shot with his glasses, uh, I tried them. Uh, but uh, last year in uh, I, I think last year in uh, US uh, Ipswich Nationals, 2019, I think. He gave me one to test, so but I I, I like it very much, and uh, I, we started to sell them and bring them to Europe. So we are now let's say representative for Europe uh, clients, and we sell a lot. Let's say let's say we sell a lot, and uh, I, all all my shooters and my students uh, wear them. <laughs> so you and I got to go check out Brian's factory, the HD Gold factory in Alabama. What did you think about that? I've been there. Yeah, it was nice. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was the the, the how they uh, put the silver on the on the uh, on the glass and uh, they cut it uh, just to, to glue, glue it together with with with, the, with silver. It's strange. It's really strange. And they start those lenses start out enormous. They're yeah. like like a hockey uh, like inches a hockey, thick. Uh, yeah, that was insane. All the equipment he's got there. And there was, I don't remember the process, but there was something with metal, how they like removed the metal. You remember yeah, that? That's what I, I thought. They melt the silver on the, on the glass and put, put it on the, so they can cut the glass without scratching the, the scratching it. But it was on, something on the about the way they remove it that I thought was uh, fascinating, but I can't now remember what it was. I don't, I don't remember either. And then they reuse it. They can reuse it so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They melt it back and they put it back together for the next, next one. 
Yes, good. And the price for machine just for coating of the glass, uh, he told us it was almost a million just for coating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I honestly could care less about even if Brian's glasses are good or not, they are fantastic. But I mean, Brian himself, he's just a great person. I mean, I, you know, I think it was, it was not this past year. He did a lot of steel challenge. Um, but the year before uh, he was, he, he went to almost, I think, I think he missed two of the majors that I was at. Other than that, I saw him at every major that I was at. I mean, that guy drove around all over the place in the U S and I mean, he's just such a great dude. And, you know, uh, you know, the fact that he makes great glasses are, are secondary to me. I, uh, I'll support Brian and whatever he does. Um, and whatever he makes because i think that he's just uh he's a great person so yeah i got more he is. Yeah. and now he does custom glasses as well so as long as you have two separate lenses he can make it even frameless you can give him your oakley's and he'll put lenses in there as long as it's not all one piece because yeah that equipment's super expensive right i agree you know you know the thing that sucks for me is i got two pairs of oakley's that i was going to give them and they now both have broken arms so it's not even the lens oh no it's like well now i gotta get a new frame so it's like jesus <laughs> but yeah no, I, one day i'm gonna get a pair of those um yeah yeah he makes some good stuff it's great stuff and even if you have prescription uh they can make everything yeah uh, we send them just, just prescription and send them which frame and we get get uh glasses here super fast and super easy yeah and it doesn't cost any more for a prescription either does it i think, I don't think it, does it does a little bit but not much okay not sure so, i mean is there another option where you're going to get hd polarized uh you know lens uh photochromatic lens uh prescription right. shooting rated glasses i mean like you know oh my he's, goodness. he's got the market on some he's got the nicest glasses out there and they are prescription so i mean like you know you can't really like <laughs> can't really go wrong with that he made a pair for Pixie, my 14-year-old daughter, yeah, and they're the aviators. Yep. So, you know, they're like child molester glasses. So <laughs> they've got these yellow lenses as well, but they're blue blockers. They block the light on the computer that's bad for your eyes. So Pixie wears them to school. And now that bell bottoms are back in, it just looks so funny seeing her go to school in bell bottoms and these aviator yellow glasses. And everyone's like, those are so cool. Where did you get those? Are they prescription? And she's like, yeah. So I think she's going to be selling some glasses at her high school. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about getting into the zone. The zone is when you're shooting a stage in the present moment, not really thinking about anything. Time may seem to warp and slow down, which is called tachypsychia. So you're having so many very clear thoughts in a very short amount of time that you feel like you have forever to shoot all the alphas in the world. Hmm. And then you look back and it was only 10 seconds (laughs) and it's kind of trippy. So how do you, first of all, have you experienced this? Second of all, how do you get there and stay there? I think that I think everybody has experienced this and you can say this on uh, poppers because I think a lot of people that are newer into the game shoot poppers the wrong way like that are activator poppers um, like the big ones so they'll shoot them and then you go to transition and it takes like a second for it to fall and that second feels like it takes forever you know I yes. think that's an example I think everybody can relate to almost that shoots in the game um, but yeah I mean there's you know there's like I, I watch my videos a lot and you'll hear me shoot three at a target or something like that and it's because, and it doesn't sound like I've slowed down on the trigger, but in that time, I'm able to tell myself that one of those shots was bad. And I'm just like, you know, shoot, shoot, bad, that like, you know, it's like good, bad, good, you know, like I don't like it, but it's so fast and you're saying, and it doesn't feel fast, right. It doesn't feel very fast. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy how time does slow down. And that's why, you know, I always ask like what well, my time is or like, oh, 10 minutes, like, oh, it, it almost doesn't even seem real, but um, you know, it's like, I feel like Max talks about this a lot. Like if the more information you could take in, um you know the the more time will slow down for you and the, the faster it'll actually be uh leah grandis oh yeah 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 no i only follow the pcc guys you know i mean not so <laughs> great but he does he does nothing for my pcc game so <laughs> i figured you meant leah grandis <laughs> yeah how but, about you grant I, have you ever yeah. felt that yeah I, I did but like it's hard to get into and on demand that's what i need to work on I get it on demand on the stage or before the stage before that beep goes. It doesn't like naturally happen for you. It's, it doesn't naturally happen for you. It's just like you just, it's something not recently. You got to build into. 
Like, I don't know. I feel like when the, like everybody talks about when the buzzer goes off, that's when your, your plan goes to crap. And I'm like, when the buzzer goes off, that's when it turns on for me. Like that's when time starts to slow down because all, now it's mm -hmm. just like, so for me, it's, it's the beep, you know, I don't know. And it's probably built into your make ready routine. Absolutely. So finding the zone is not a mental state. It's an emotional and physical state. So well, I mean, there's, there's finding a zone in a lot of spots. There's finding a zone right before you shoot. There's finding a zone on the way to a match. There's finding this, you know, there's finding a zone for the entire process from start to finish of when you leave to go to your major till the time that you're out, you're home, you know? So I think that there's a lot of getting in the zones and I think getting in the zone generally is like kind of on the way, but I mean, like, you know, there's, yeah, there's getting in the zone right before you shoot and all that kind of stuff. So which zones are we talking about? Yeah. Well, in the instant you have a conscious thought, it's gone. Like if you're, shooting an array of poppers and you're like oh man i just hit all of those one for one and then you hit the <laughs> last one and you miss the instant yep. you acknowledge what you're doing it's just gone yeah. and then you have to try and get back into it yep how about you that usually happens that, that, hold on, that usually happens that usually happens though when you're going for like a home run like when i'm like i'm gonna try to shoot these three really really small steals on the move and like you're like i run it and it's like ding 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 and it's like oh my god i can't believe i did that and the rest of my stage plan just yes Exactly. Like, wow, well, that, just, that was so great. But now I forgot what I had to do. I couldn't believe that happened. I was like just planning on it taking five or six shots. So you can't acknowledge <laughs> a good shot. You just have to keep having those subconscious thoughts. And the right. instant you have a conscious thought, like, look what I did, then it's done. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, my, my opinion is that uh, to get into zone, you have to work hard at home. You have to prepare, you have to. Uh, to take self-conscious mind, everything uh, afterwards. Uh, if you don't do dry fire, if you don't do light fire, if you are not prepared, you cannot go in there. Your mind will be mixed in, in, in a way when you are shooting. But when you when you came to the state, when you, after the beep, you don't forget, you forget everything, you just fly to the stage and after after the, the, the last round, you're, you're trying to remember, okay, I did good this. And there was like one target with, with three shots. Uh, you shot three times. That should be like in the zone. That's my opinion. Because uh, before you get there, you you don't know what it, that means. Um, but if you're not trained enough, if you don't do homework, let's say like this, uh, you are not able to, to feel that feeling because everybody that watched me, I I, I have my uh, I was injured uh, on my legs. My legs are broken. I have many many uh, steel in it. But so I, I try to to put like uh, a lot of um, uh, effort to my my moving. So I try to move. And, and shoot coming to position from the position to the position and everything a little bit faster and a little bit smoother so i they said oh you are you are so slow on the video but on the end of the time you beat me for five seconds yes because i don't know what i'm doing when i when the beep goes I when you're, go. right when you're watching yeah. someone very very experienced shoot it should look boring yeah so it almost looks like it's slow and boring but that just means you're doing everything so efficiently about boring, so much more efficiently I, don't, I don't know i don't know if i would say boring i would say it looks easy like oh well that was yeah. easy. you know like oh why can't i just do that that's like so simple um but yeah i think effortless I that's the word right. effortless. Yeah. I, effortless i call it shooting dance yes <laughs> my kind of guy see that's exactly how i describe it too when i feel like i shot a good stage i feel like i was just kind of dancing through it i'm not ever really looking at my feet but when i watch my video my feet are just hitting all the spots perfectly exactly where i wanted to and it's kind of flowing through it yeah i agree that's how i describe it i say it's like dancing even though i'm a horrible dancer i don't know how you are robert but <laughs> i can't dance to save my life but you know it sure feels that it feels good when you're shooting good you know that's when your footwork is solid anyway, I don't know, you know, your hits are a different story, but. Now what you said about putting in the work at home and practicing to find the zone, to be able to find the zone, I would agree and even go as far to say a new shooter can't find the zone because they haven't practiced to the point where skills are subconscious. You have well, to have subconscious skills. 
I would like, you know, I have a, I have a tip for a new shooter um, in that. I would say that my buddy, my buddy Sandelsky told me this one time and I never forgot it. He's like, if you can't, if you can't step back from the stage and close your eyes and do the stage Mm -hmm. that you're about to shoot in your head without, without actually being out there looking through it, you know, then you haven't walked through it enough and you need to go do it again. Because like that, that to me will take a lot of pressure off a new shooter. To me, a new shooter is just so worried about like the safety. Like I know when I first started, like I I didn't care about my score. I just didn't want anybody to feel like I was a dangerous person, you know, like, Oh, why is he swinging his gun that way or any kind of thing like that. But like, once you get past that, I feel like the first thing uh, a new shooter will do to get better and take a little pressure off themselves when the buzzer does go off is just really, really memorize your stage plan. And that way, when the buzzer goes off, you're just kind of like, it's almost like, you, you know, now your eyes are open and you're shooting, but you're just kind of doing the same thing you did in my head or, or, you know, you did in your head. And like, that's, and for me, I feel like people get overwhelmed on a lot of stuff and I put arrays in like numbers. So like, if, you know, I'll come up and I'll be like, I gotta go left and shoot three, go right, shoot steel and then two. And it's like, as I'm doing that, like, that's kind of what I memorize. And it's like the buzzer goes off and I'm like left three. And I go like, you know, over here, steel and then two. And it's like, I just kind of go through the same thing I said in my head. And it just kind of takes a lot of pressure off. Like, did I forget anything? But, you know, uh, you know, that, that to me would be something a, a new shooter could really benefit from. So just really get your stage plan down and go through it a million times. What do you think, Grant? Well, you can see Mike shoots a lot of USPSA because he gets to walk his stages for a whole day before yeah. the match two or three days before. <laughs> hell yeah yeah it's great <laughs> um yeah it's it's also a case of just grab a stage plan and just go with it don't try and overthink it so do the walkthrough get the stage plan you have only your five minutes and there's a 32 round stage at nationals you might have 12 people in your squad so just do it it might not be the best stage plan but if you can remember it and execute yeah. it perfectly it's probably going to be the best stage plan for you. IPSE versus USPSA on display, folks, right there. I mean, that sounded, that was depressing. You know, I love overthinking it for the whole day beforehand. And then I kind of would be like, all right, well, maybe I'm just, now I am overthinking. I'll only pull it back. But at least I have that option. You're like, crap, I got five minutes. All right, this is what I just got to do now. This is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I do fun. think Probably. visualization is a window to the zone. Your pre-stage routine, your make-ready routine with combined with the visualization is a window to the zone. And I've also heard of people using music as a window to the zone because it is partly an emotional state and you can use certain kinds of music to put you in that state of mind and help you get there. What do you think about that, Robert? Yeah. I don't think any, I don't know anybody that uh, music is the window to the zone, but I think visualization is for sure because, for, for me, I opened up, I have to open, uh, close my eyes and go to the stage before I go. Um, I should know where the target is. When I come to the position, how the picture will open. So that, that is my, uh, my idea. When the time, timer goes on, I have to forget everything, just go through it to the last shot. That, that, that is everything that matters. Before, this three or, or five minutes that we have uh, for, for walkthrough, uh, you have to figure it out how to, to make it. Sometimes it's really difficult to make like a good plan in three minutes if you didn't see the day before or if you didn't mm-hmm. have a possibility to come to the measure before and see some shooters shot. If you come to the stage, uh, for example, uh, two weeks ago, I, I came flying back from US. I just arrived to the match, I, I, and it was like a 32 round stage uh, with everything was hiding. Uh, you see from this position the same target as, as from that position, and it's like, oh my God, what, what, where are they? I, I count them down, and okay, time's up. First shoot on there, Robert on the line. Oh, so <laughs> you have to, you have oh, to go, you know. Through your memory, wait, let me just close my eyes and go through it so I don't forget anything. Uh, because I didn't forget, let's say, target for many years now. But new shooters, block. Forget the target. Uh, make mm-hmm. stop. Oh, what now? If I shoot the target two times and things like that. Uh, but it's, it's okay. They will come up. If they train, they will come up for sure. So I'm going to tell you about something that pro athletes use in 
pretty much every other sport around the world. Let's take basketball players, for example. Before their practice, they'll all sit in the gym and they turn off the lights for maybe 30 minutes and they all have a basketball in their hand. And they have to just think about every little detail of the ball, every little bump, every little groove, the smells. And the instant they find their mind beginning to wander, they have to pay attention to where it went and then refocus on the ball. So what this does is when your mind begins to get pulled in different directions during a stage, this exercise is basically strengthening that, strengthening that muscle where first of all, you have to be aware of where it goes. Then you have to be able to pull your mind back into the present because the less thoughts you're having, the better you're going to perform. So living in the present is going to be your best performance. And this sort of exercises the muscle of keeping your brain in the present and not thinking ahead, which induces anxiety, not thinking to the past, which can be depressing, especially if you just had a bad shot. If you're thinking about that bad shot, you're going to have another one just like it. Is that not basically meditation? It basically is a form of meditation. Meditation is being present in the moment and trying to dump out conscious thoughts, basically. So yeah, it kind of is. If you, if you have, uh, for example, if you're thinking ahead, for example, uh, you're, you're shooting uh, uh, activator to, to targets or something, and you're thinking, will I catch the moving target? You will have problems, bad hits on those two that you are shooting after activator. Because usually, when you're thinking ahead, you have you, you don't do good in the in the in the uh, in that moment. So that that because or did I hit hit good, two good shots on on the mover while, while you're going already? There should be a problem again. What's happening I, I is you. you're letting your thoughts direct your eyes instead of your eyes direct your thoughts. Your well, not even your thoughts, but your actions. Your eyes should be your cue, whatever your eyes look at, that is your cue for what you have to do in that moment. Yeah. If you think about something ahead, your eyes are gonna go to the, whatever that thing is. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think. My, my thoughts go all over the place all the time. It's, I, think <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a name for that. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I don't know. That's, I guess I do have hyper-focus sometimes though. I guess when I'm on a stage, I would say, I would say like, I don't know if you want to like minimize your thoughts or just focus your thoughts on the right things, you know, I don't know. And that's where I, I try to just focus on my plan. I don't know. Like, I, and I, I, I go through that, I guess, if you're thinking ahead, but I, I don't know, like, like, a, it's just a, it, it's like a song for me so that I kind of make it. And it's like, I'm just hitting when I, when the buzzer goes off, I hit play and I'm just kind of playing the song until I get to the end. Yeah. I mean, if I have a makeup on steel, it is what it is, but I never, I don't really ever, I've never, that's why I've just been sitting there. Cause I'm never, I don't think I've ever had a time where I'm like, I've been thinking about the steel as I'm coming up to it or mm -hmm. as I'm shooting other targets and I'm missing other targets because I'm thinking about something in the future. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. That doesn't happen for me, I guess. Maybe I'm different, but. No, yeah. it sounds like you're basically creating cues for yourself during the stage. So when this happens, I do this. When I see this, I do this. <laughs> right. So you don't yeah, have exactly. to consciously think about it. It's yeah. just sort of naturally activated. Yeah. I mean, I do have audible sometimes where I'm like, you know, like if all, if I, if I, you know, don't shoot these steals, one, two, three, four, then I got to do this, this, or this, you know? So I like, like I have audibles that I like I'll go through, but like, I don't, yeah, I don't, that doesn't ever really affect me. I would say I would just like, when I get up to that target, that's when I'm going to start worrying about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I've well, never that's, had... that's Matori Geiko, right, Grant? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell us what Matori Geiko well, is? It's basic. It's Japanese. It's like watching practice. You're watching someone else go something and learning from their mistakes and learning their skill set. So. And if you tie yeah. that into like the OODA loop, it's basically, it's not the first time you've ever thought about this thing happening. Even if it's never happened to you before, you've mentally put yourself in that state and you know how you're going to react if it does happen, but you're still visualizing everything going perfectly. 
I guess. I mean, I, I, yeah, I could see that. I don't ever go through a stage thinking like, oh, well, if my gun jams, I'm going to be able to do this or clear. Exactly. Like if my gun jams, I just clear it. I don't, I don't plan on that happening, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's the subconscious stuff that you like get used to doing. Yeah. That's what, that's where time, you know, time seems to speed up when you have a malfunction, right? We're talking about slowing <laughs> down when you're shooting, but it seems to speed up. When you have a malfunction. Yeah. Oh, I cleared it. How much was my time? Oh, plus 10 seconds. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> what do you think, so, Robert? Do you have anything on that? Yeah, it's uh, you have to stick to your plan. Uh, also, also, when you're you're not if you if you want to shoot like a, like a combination of mover and everything, if you miss it, just go through it and go back to it. And don't think don't think if I will miss, I will do this and this. No, just go go with your plan forward, and you will pick up afterwards. That, that, that is my my idea. But uh, in the original plan, you don't think of mistakes. No. You just think of, no, no I'm not, not yeah, when you're visualizing even, the stage, but even. at some point you've thought, if I have a malfunction, that's a, that's a stovepipe, I'm just going to sweep it away. Yeah. That's not what you're even, thinking about before the stage. Right. No. Right. <laughs> even, okay, even you don't talk about it. You don't talk with your friends no. uh, during the match. You don't talk to... Uh, with them uh, about the best kids. Oh, uh, come on. Kids. You don't mess You don't mess with your buddies? Like, oh, I hope your gun works. No, nothing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I am, I, I was, uh, when I was, uh, let's say, few years shooting two or three, maybe, uh, there was uh, uh, RO always teasing me on, on, um, on uh, the beginning of stage. Oh, be careful of this. Be careful of that. So I was... <laughs> I'm focusing on on that, so I don't do like across the 90, 90 degrees uh, or something. And I was focusing on that, and I was slow because he knows if you want to to put the mistake into his head, just focus on something else and he'll do it. So, I think you you were yeah. talking about that one podcast, Grant, about that when people will try to do that, right? Well, like, don't, yeah. Don't <laughs> It's a terrible thing. Don't do it. <laughs> well, what Don't be a lot that of guy. Time, one of the things I saw at that match in Hungary is when the guys were trying to get in each other's heads and they would say, oh, when I shot this steel in the center, it didn't fall. So make sure you hit it high. And then that sticks in their head and they miss the popper completely. Like that's how the top guys mess with each other. I, I don't know. Don't bother Very me. Very subtle. That's, fu- that's fun. <laughs> I think I think that's fun because, like, at the end of the day, I should be going one for one on that. I, like, I don't care what you say, you know. Like, if I, I don't know. That's like personal challenge. Like, challenge accepted. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, I, okay, actually, that actually pushes me. That pushes me to really focus more. I think. You know. I don't know on the whole I, thing. Like, all right. Well, now that he's saying that, like, I'm just going to try to crush it just to throw it in his face. I'm just very vengeful, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ryan, right, have you ever been on the on the on the on the you've been in the in the uh, on the stage and you maybe saw someone who shot the stage differently but it was faster have you ever changed your plan immediately following something like that uh usually no but if it's uh, a lot of uh, difference i try to walk it again before i go and i shot it differently yeah if there is a big difference but usually i try to stick to my uh, the previous plan Right. If you know you're going to get crushed by five or six seconds on a 20 second stage, then you don't yeah, have I, to I, I have to go for that one. Yeah. Like I don't even care if I don't. Yeah, if you it. don't, if you don't see some targets, uh, or mm-hmm. if you can see some targets that you didn't find out before, then uh, I will sure do that. But otherwise, if there is just a small, there will be for sure something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the same usually a is not a good idea yeah so i got got a question for you robert so like what's your what's your build up like the match week so let's say that you got a like a major or something you're shooting saturday and sunday and it's monday of the week before like what do you what is your process the week before usually i shoot almost every weekend uh well, like I'm talking about, I'm talking about big matches. Like, what have you got nationals? Like nationals. Yeah. Okay, like nationals. Let's say I usually I go two or three times that week uh, on the range, dry fire uh, up to the Friday. Let's say if it's a Saturday Sunday match, I dry fire up to to Friday, 
and then I clean my gun. Both of them, I always carry two guns with me um, and get ready. That's it. I dry fire only in the in the safety area before the match. So you're using like the bull PCC now, aren't you? Baller. I yes, I shot one nationals, one training and one nationals uh, before the, the in this year. So, so what's different? What's different pounds. about the? Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I didn't shot it much. I shot it really, really not much. Uh, one training, uh, let's say 300 rounds and, uh, and uh, nationals. So it hey, was... you, and Grant, you and Grant have a lot in common here. Perfect. <laughs> hey, well, at least there's one person that's as crazy as me. <laughs> hey, that's no, right. it's fun. It's fun shooting. You see, it's much easier to shoot. Uh, but if you want to be on the, the top list, I was uh, 80 something percent of the, the our best shooter. Uh, but uh, if you want to be on the top, you have to train because it's it's different. It's different. Not not only the red dot. It's uh, the splits are much faster. The uh, let's say uh, stage uh, briefing is different. How, how to engage some targets from behind or or it's it's different. If you should open, it's more in, you have more in common than uh, for me in uh, classic mm -hmm. or in standard. <clears throat> and iron sights, uh, we are, I shoot with one eye closed, uh, so I shot a rifle also with one eye closed, which is uh, not a good idea. Yeah. So. No, that's I know, so uh, you sorry, you say you shoot iron sights with one eye closed. On, on everything, but doesn't that, don't you feel like that slows down your transitions to different targets? It does, it does. I know that uh, I try, I tried uh, several, let's say, we have now winter time, so we ha don't have matches up to March. So now we, I, I'm trying to gain the, the, the subconscious mind to, to open the both eyes both on the, on the targets that are close to me, so up to, up to 10 meters. But somehow after the beep, my eyes is closed and I go <laughs> through. I was trying this uh, many winters, but I never managed to, 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 to get it, make it happen. Yeah, it takes about two weeks of dry fire, five, five times a week. After about two weeks, that's how long it takes for you to stop having that diplopia, diplopia, that's a hard word, <laughs> where you're seeing double vision and you have to pick which target you're going to shoot at, that starts to go away after about two weeks, you've reprogrammed those neural pathways. And another issue with having one eye closed is that it puts more strain on the muscles of your other eye because it has to do all the work. Just like focusing off in the distance is much easier for our eyes than focusing on something near. So it's going to be faster to shoot target focused than focusing on the front sight. That's I'm going a, to take more time. So when you're shooter. shooting. I don't know. I got to work on that, I guess, because I only shoot one eye. So boo on me. <laughs> well, when you're shooting a longer distance target, it doesn't really make much of a difference time-wise because it does take a little longer to shoot it anyway. So you have time to close that eye and it doesn't really cost you anything. But on the nearer targets, you do end up having eye fatigue a lot more quickly, um, especially if it's a lot of targets in a lot longer stage. But overall, I mean, there are a lot of champions who shoot with one eye and do very well. I think I think a lot of the game is being comfortable with what you're doing, right. and that's that's where I always you know a lot of people are like, oh well, he's going to shoot the stage this way or he's going to shoot the stage this way. Like that's what's not necessarily the best way for you, right? So you gotta you gotta be you gotta be comfortable with what you're doing, and it, just because somebody does it doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. And, um, I, you know, just like when you're picking a handgun, I mean, like, if it, you know, just because everybody shoots this one gun doesn't necessarily mean it's going to feel right in your hand. So, I mean, you know, I think you're going to do better with what's comfortable for you. And that works in a lot of aspects of the game. So, you know, from equipment to strategy to all that kind of stuff, you know, so. I dry fire every time with my both eyes open, every time. But when the, when the match starts, my eyes go... <laughs> 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 I 
So well, uh, another thing is it does take away from some of your peripheral vision because with one eye, your vision stops at your nose because you don't have that intersection of the two points. And it can affect engaging a moving target like a slider because then the slider moves outside of the peripheral vision you have available to you. And then you have to move your head, which is a lot more mass than moving your eyes. It, I mean, it's not a huge difference. You can do it. But there is a slight delay when, I mean, moving your eyes is so much faster than moving your head. If that makes sense. It's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's just more mass. You still have to stop the mass of your eyeballs on your next target, but stopping the mass of your head takes a little bit longer to stabilize. We'll write that one down. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to have to start working on two eyes open because everybody shoots two eyes open around me. I just can't can't get it it's like you were saying before it's like it's just so everything turns blurry so now you like can, I, can't, I can't focus on the dot and the target or the target like either one they're just they all suck so at least with one eye i'm good there and then when i go left shoulder i'm able to close my right eye and open my left eye and then shoot with that one and that, that's just kind of how i've been doing it like i don't know Maybe, i do know. feel like if you're able to become really proficient with one eye then the difference is negligible I mean, there is still going to be a slight difference. If you're trying to get that tenth of a second here and there to win a world shoot, then maybe it's well, worth think, changing. Do you think that's something to do with like a rifle versus like an open gun? Or do you think it's like it, it's definitely a difference with with having the thing all the way out here? I, or you know, I don't know. But, well, especially if you're shooting with a dot, then you're going to be oh, target focused, right? Any dot, typically. Then, doesn't matter the more of an eye i mean robert you shoot only iron sights typically yeah god bless you sir (laughs) so if you're shooting target focused it's going to be a lot easier with two eyes and your eyes are going to be more relaxed yeah but with iron sights i mean i can see why you started why everyone does it sometimes to close Mm -hmm. one eye diplopia yeah, I started to shoot uh, precise shooting. So uh, my, they were teaching me you should close one eye while you're shooting. And I, from back then, I cannot. I see. I, I see myself sometimes. I shoot like two three meter target uh, uh, really fast, and I see that I didn't close my eye. But usually, I close. Usually, I close. I don't like it. I, I would like to I, to shoot it open eye. Yeah, well, put a dot on it, you know? Why do you do that to yourself? Can't <laughs> <laughs> just put a red dot on everything, so Mike. That's just, a, that's just a lot of challenge, you know? That's like saying, I'm going to show you my eyes are good enough to see the one side. I, I don't show, I don't show the dot. Yeah, I've never shot a dot. I've never shot a dot pistol. Yeah, I've never shot a dot pistol. I came from shooting. I shot limited, and then I shot. I started shooting PCC, so I, I don't. The one time I tried to shoot a dot pistol, I couldn't find it. And then I gave it back to the guy and I've never shot one again. So, <laughs> but yeah. I remember yeah, going yeah, through Robert, that. Robert's right. Once you shoot a, a gun with a dot on, it's really difficult to shoot iron sights again. It's hard to go back from the speed, right? Right. I mean, like you don't have to focus nearly as much if you have the dot. You it's see so the dot, easy. you pull the trigger, you know, and then, yeah. Well, Mr. Iron Sight a guy over here. Yeah, I got my... <laughs> And then key to shooting limited. I'm like, you know, everybody, I'm the only one with the dot here. So yeah, I guess I'm pretty <laughs> <nice one. laughs> Yeah. So is your PCC, the, are you shooting the bull PCC? Yeah. So is that now the available for import in the US? Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? The, the bull armory? Bull armory? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, like the open gun limited people that I know in America, yes. they yeah. make a PCC now? They made, they've been making it since 2019, but they just were having trouble with the import licenses. Mm. Or, uh, export, export import. From, I'm going to look at 2019 already. We sell a lot of them. But this, uh, the new one, uh, Hellfire, it's, uh, it's extremely light. The barrel is... Uh, it's short and uh, then you have like uh, long, long dust just for, for to hold it, and it's almost half, half, uh, half uh, weight than it's a regular PCC gun. Okay, 
So I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. Looks nice. So what makes it different from other PCCs in your opinion? It's lighter. It's a lot easier to move around with and manipulate. Yeah, yeah. The splits, let's say the splits are bits a bit better with, with the heavy gun, but uh, moving around it have because in in uh, in Ipsic you have a lot of ports, a lot of uh, things go in, go out. Very positional. Mm -hmm. So small small ports, it's really easy to 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 handle with that with that But it's harder Sorry. to hold it on one spot and just rip two shots on a more difficult yeah. target. But it but you do gain time and movement. Yeah. Yeah, I got to run around with one at Florida Open, I believe it was something like that. I was in Florida and I got to play with one. It was pretty easy to throw it around. I always find I always find that lighter PCCs are better for Steel Challenge and then heavier PCCs are better for USPSA because of the because you are trying to rip two alphas fast. You know, when we're mm -hmm. talking about major versus minor. I feel like you know the alphas, but you know everybody's fast with PCC, so who can be the most accurate? And I feel like I, I trade off I trade off a little weight um in order to have that dot stay a little bit more planted but that's just me but i know guys that only have one pcc that shoot seal challenge and uspsa and so they they usually rock a lighter gun for both um and i, I know they work i just i've never actually i've never seen a bull so the next time uh, you got to get one to brian at hunter's hd man and he'll have it in his truck i, I would have played true. it at nationals you know yeah yeah so yeah yeah i would like to check one out but I'm I mean, just a the bull opening, seller, right? so I, I, I don't decide what goes to the U.S. So I, I decide, I try to bring everything in Europe, so we, we have what we have here. But I, if I remember right, Kita, you were on uh, 2020, I think we met in uh, Bull uh, Cup in, uh, somewhere in uh, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, you were teaching there. That was Okeechobee. Yeah, Okeechobee. And uh, that was the first time that they presented that gun there, uh, PCC. Yeah, I got so, to play with uh, all of their guns that day. It was pretty fun. Yeah, they have the pink one. Yeah. <laughs> Just what I always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... Yeah, Kita and pink guns. Don't let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I, was to, I was just about to say my my beautiful Kita, you know. <laughs> I, oh, I was gonna I was gonna do something when you said that, but I forgot. Um, that's funny. Yeah, don't 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 do it. Anyway, um, okay, so you're you're shooting the uh, the the you know the double stack nine mil bull armory in uh, in standard, yeah. How many rounds do you actually get in that gun? For real, twenty-two plus one. Twenty-two plus. Yeah, you see, that makes that can make quite a difference because a lot of the Ipsic stages are now trending towards 18, 20 rounds from yeah. the medium stages. That's right. Uh, low cap. The, low cap sucks. The capacity of the magazine doesn't really matter much because reloads now you can reload in one step. It doesn't really take your time away. The problem is that the fasters are the long distance targets. Are, you can shoot it much faster because of the recoil. Uh, the short distance targets, you shoot it almost the same speed. Uh, yeah, but on the long, on the long distance target, you 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 are much faster with nine mm. And if you are accurate, you you can gain like second in twenty or or fifteen uh, round stage. You can gain a second if you are shooting well. Yeah, when I shot their open gun, it hardly moved. Like I oh. could rip shots and it just wouldn't even move. It was yeah, awesome. But yeah, and the trigger PCC, was so nice. But yeah, too. PCC is the cheater division. Yeah, you know? it's like no, that was their I'm so open tired of hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Open never moves. It doesn't move. It's it's more versatile. Yeah. It shoots just as accurately, and the triggers are usually better. So I mean, like, how is PCC? Everybody hates on PCC. I think it's just. I was on Extreme Europe and this year I shot with nine and I was second for a few points behind the European champion. So it was not so much, so much, uh, let's say, disadvantage uh, because of the, the minor hit factors. What do you think is easier, PCC or open to score higher hit uh, factors? PCC for sure. You think PCC for sure is, is better yeah, for yeah, higher hit? Well, 
So, okay. And I think this, okay. So for our viewers that are watching that are in America, I think this goes back to IPSC versus USPSA because yes. in Aruba, in Aruba, yeah, I could definitely say it was all the top guys were PCCs um, because of, you know, you got some 25, 30 yard plates that are out there that are five inches. So it takes, you know, it's, it's hard for pistol guys to shoot, shoot iron sights where you know, I put a dot on it and I could pull it through. Right. No, and I agree. I agree. But now, in, in in the U.S., it is very much open as the number one division in PCC, I would say, is second, followed by carry optics is the third. So, like, you know, and I think if you put the best shooters in the world from each division, I think that's how it would end up. I think you'd have open PCC than CO. So, and depends that's just because of the of, match. Depends of the match. If the match is complicated to go with the rifle in, then it's uh, open. But usually, uh, if there is a lot of open targets, you can shoot much faster with, with, with the PCC uh, than with the open gun. And uh, because of the 33 really? magazines and everything, you can run every almost every stage without the reload. And things huh. like, it's like few percentage of advantage with PCC NIPSI. Uh, but also- We are, we are, hold on, we are, we're talking about PCC minor versus open major, correct? Yes, correct. I don't know about that. Well, it's also more difficult to manipulate the PCC getting in and out of ports and awkward positions and things like that. Look, I guess, I guess, I guess it depends on the match, but for me over like a 20 stage match open should win. Open. Should, yeah. I mean, like it's if you a check it's, results. If you check results, uh, I check all the results on most of the matches, even in us, the, the areas and everything. I always check results. I, yeah, I, it's open. And it's open for the first top 10 in the U.S. I know that. In USPCA, yes. But in IPSC, there is mostly PCC on the top. And I, yeah, okay. I, and I, I can see that. Your yep. open PCC was the first. And then open carry optic standard production. Even production and standard are, are there. You know, yeah. it's, it's I would love, I would love, I would love for like a like a JJ or somebody to go out and shoot an IPSC match that that I was at, or that I could just like kind of see, you know, somebody that's like top, example, top tier, open, open. You know? Grandis was second, I think, in Euro Extreme Open uh, this year. He gets, he was ninety five percent for the. Top. But he was second. But he was second. He lost to open. Sorry. He lost to an open shooter though. No, he lost to PCC shooter. Uh, wow! So then he was regrets. first, and he was second, and then was then was uh, I think he had ninety five percent of uh, power, uh, and then was uh, I think open shooter the first one. Interesting. Interesting. So, I do think so, it depends you, on you? how the stages are set up. I just haven't seen that. I mean, I've I you know I look at all the area matches, and, and I mean except you know except for like the. the, the the outlier like Keto was talking about um like you know any like open pcc nats last year i mean it was like top 10 were open shooters and then there was max and and then so it's like to me to me in the u.s with uspsa it's always you know the top tier open shooters if they're coming to a match they're the, they're gonna win it's hard to get around them because they go just as fast as i do they usually have better hits than i do and they're getting major scoring so i have no shot so it's uh, it's a, and that i think goes back to the difference my mistake on extreme the Rafael won the overall combinations, uh, but he is not uh, from this space. So he's yeah, he's he has, a, he's in his own world. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, special. Uh, but the second the second one uh, was uh, the uh, PCC, and the third one was open again. So okay. it's it's not a big difference between PCC and open, I think. Yeah, I because there are gains and losses for each one. They're either you're faster getting into and out of position with a pistol because it's an awkward position or you have to go through a port or whatever it may be. But then I gotta wear my belt shots, all day. I gotta wear my belt and be uncomfortable all day. I mean, Jesus, whatever it does. I gotta tuck my shirt in. Let me cut me a break. Guy yeah. only really <laughs> once in a match. <laughs> you have like uh, 0 0.5 of a second in every draw. No? Draw from the holster or draw from the, the shoulder in stage four seconds. You cannot beat the PCC. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I do. I and do have my out. One hand shooting PCCs always should with both hands. Mm -hmm. Both hands. And you know, 
there are some some uh, stages that uh, gives much more advantage to PCC than to other. I think there are some stages that give much more advantage to a pistol, and I think yeah. that I think that my argument against it would be that it's a you know usually you say it's a pistol match, and I think that's part of the problem with it is that it's not you know I'm trying to get a rifle around tight corners and tight windows that are. You know, once your pistol's out, it's much easier for you to, you know, you can just one hand around a corner where I have to do two hands or do a jump out or reach out both hands and shoot. So I think that over the course of a long stage, especially, I think that I think that an open shooter has an advantage over a PCC. And I think in a tight stage, out. an open shooter does too. And I think that I think the only spot PCC really has an advantage is on a hoser stage that is kind of just running down a line shooting targets or, you know, something like that. I think that if there's anything complicated, I think open definitely has an advantage because, I mean, if there's like two swingers on it, you're going to take Alpha Charlie on each one, or we both do. You're getting nine on each one. I'm getting eight, right? So, like, I'm losing points there already. I, I just think that, I don't know. I think over a long course, I think open is the, you know, the major and the maneuverability and the, the trigger. The triggers are ridiculous on those things. I think that they have an advantage. But, All right, Robert, uh, is, yeah. is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about yet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm... You think we're good? <laughs> we're good, I guess. It's already been an hour. This is kind of the, exactly by, right. Yeah. Like it feels like you're like halfway done, right, Robert? And it's like yeah, oh, it's like done. like like on the beat, you know. It went yeah. an hour, and I didn't realize it's finished. <laughs> we were in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Robert, for coming on. Tell us again the name of your shop. Caesar shop. So www. Caesar minus shop.com awesome check it out Perfect. thank you so much thank for coming for on me. yeah thanks for coming on man. thank that you guys great. thanks robert thanks. have a good one cheers guys